I would get couples coming to me going, I know this is a really odd question, but we wanted to get married and like take pictures on our skis. Could you do that? And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. This is actually a thing. Like there's a market here. And so as soon as I kind of thought, hang on a sec, I can combine the things that I love. Like it was a massive light bulb moment. And that for me was the kind of catalyst to focus on those kind of weddings. Cause like they're my people, like we get each other. Welcome to the Tribe Archipelago Podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is of course sponsored by Tribe Archipelago, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collective of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we are offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at tribearchipelago.com and use the code TRIBEPODCAST to redeem this one-time special offer. We've all seen the images online. Wedding couples standing on the top of windswept mountains with stunning vistas as far as the eye can see. If you're like me, you've probably thought, I want to take those kind of photos. Well, in this podcast, I'll be diving into the topic of adventure weddings and elopements and speaking with Kat Echoboom-White of Wild Connections Photography. Kat is an avid skier and hiker who has combined her love of photography and adventure to create a niche business. Not only is she an adventure wedding and elopement photographer, she's also an educator. She shares insight for both photographers and clients on her blog, We Are the Wanderers, and is the creator of the Adventure Wedding Academy, where she offers mentorship and workshops for photographers aspiring to break into this specialized industry. We discuss some of the very real challenges behind the glamour of adventure weddings and the importance of the leave-no-trace principles. As a lover of all things adventure, I really love this chat, and I hope you do too. Hello, Kat. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. So excited to chat with you. Well, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, can you just, right off the top, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Um, yeah, so my name is Kat. Um, I'm originally from the UK, um, and I now live in uh, Innsbruck in the Austrian Alps. And uh, I'm a full-time adventure wedding and elopement photographer. Amazing. Now... I know that's not all you do because uh as well as working as a photographer you uh you're you're very busy uh you're you're creating amazing content uh to educate other people who are the photographers who who might be interested in adventure weddings and elopements uh and you're you're offering education uh for photographers as well how the heck do you find time to do all that <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Sometimes <laughs> I don't find time. Right. Um, it's really hard. So, yeah, I mean, I so alongside photography, a few years back, I it kind of all started with the education side. First, I started up a wedding blog, um, which was focusing on adventure weddings in Europe, um, which is called We Are the Wanderers. If anyone's interested in looking it up, yeah. Um, and I was getting a lot of submissions from people from that, but also people who were really interested in getting into the kind of adventure and elopement style market yeah um and so i kind of it started off as just people asking me questions about stuff and slowly i was like 
just there's so much content. Um, I'm just going to set up, um, so I called it the Adventure Wedding Academy. Right. Um, and I set that up last year um, to kind of try and put out content out there kind of based on my experiences, um, kind of shared what I've learned and my journey from how I kind of went uh, from doing kind of very traditional weddings to doing the kind of weddings that I'm doing now. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that started out. I don't have as much time for that as the weddings. The weddings and the elopements is definitely my kind of main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming from like a kind of teaching background, I used to be a ski and snowboard instructor. Okay. So I've always kind of loved sharing my passions with other people. So that was just kind of another outlet to do that. Cool. And and actually, that's something I wanted to touch on because, uh, you know, you mentioned you used to be a ski and snowboard instructor. So how and I'm going to guess that for you to get into adventure weddings and elopements, maybe that was just kind of um, a natural maybe tying together of your interests, right? Like, you know, you, you're you definitely an outdoors person, right? And and you have interests outside of photography that maybe tie in well, right, with with leading you to, to get into adventure photography, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the adventure stuff came way before the photography, really. Um, So the whole reason I moved from the UK to live in the Alps was for the winter season, for the skiing and the snowboarding. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did a few years working like back-to-back winters, teaching um, in the Alps, also teaching in New Zealand and Australia. Um, and it was only actually once I settled down in Austria and I got married myself that I discovered the interest in photography. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like there was something when I got married, I just became really interested in wedding photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I started to get into that field, I kind of realized that traditional weddings weren't very me because I'm not a particularly girly girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when I had my own wedding, there's some stuff I really didn't care about, even though people kept telling me I should. Right. Um, all I wanted to do was take my skis to my wedding day <laughs> and like have pictures with them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when I, start, when I started doing kind of wedding photography, as a lot of people tell you when you start a business, it's kind of about you should be blogging about stuff. And if you don't have weddings to show, you should just blog about your life. Right. So I did, which was, where we went skiing at the weekends or like our favorite hikes that we were doing. And so slowly, like I would get couples coming to me going, I know this is a really odd question, but we wanted to get married and like take pictures on our skis. Could you do that? And I was like, Oh, hang on a minute. This is actually a thing. Like there's a market here. Um, And so as soon as I kind of thought, hang on a sec, I could combine the things that I love. Like it was massive light bulb moment. And that yeah. to me was the kind of catalyst to focus on those kind of weddings. Cause like, they're my people, like we get each other. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a joy to do those kind of weddings. Yeah. So I got asked, did you, did you bring your skis to your own wedding? I did. <laughs> I had a summer wedding, but I still oh, took yeah. my skis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very cool. Does, yeah. your, does your partner work with you? Is he a photographer as well? He's not. Um, okay. He was kind of interested in photography before me in the first DSLR that we owned. I bought for my husband. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and I started playing around with his and kind of got interested in it. Yeah. Um, so he's 
he's not, but he's he's an architect, so he has a good eye. Okay. Um, he generally just looks at my stuff and tells me when lines aren't straight. He's a particular for <laughs> symmetry and straight lines. It's good to have um, an editor he, in house. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's also very into video. So occasionally when we travel together, yeah. I take the photos and he makes a video. Okay. Um, but the weddings, it's pretty much always just me. Occasionally, if I have like a three-day like hiking elopement, like I've had a couple this year, sometimes mm-hmm. he'll come with me yeah. and kind of act as my bag carrier slash sack of photographer. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you, you touched on something there. So you, you talked about doing like, you know, a three-day, um, you know, backcountry kind of elopement type things. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have this, I want to say, um, maybe glamorized view of adventure weddings and elopements, right? Um, but yeah. talk to us maybe about some of the, you know, the, the realities, like the real challenges that, that people really should be aware of, you know, with the, if this is something that they're looking to get into. Um, there's, well, there's so much, I mean, for, yeah, as a photographer, if you're looking to kind of get into this kind of thing, the first thing is you do, you need to be quite active and outdoorsy anyway. Right. Um, you need to be able to not just hike, um, but hike with all your gear, <laughs> Um, and be confident in using it in any conditions um, because sometimes you just have to take whatever the weather's going to throw at you Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you can't can't avoid getting stuck in torrential rain. Um, Yeah, so you have to be good at, you know, planning your routes in advance, being able to... Also, it's... I think with elopements especially, people can often think that it's kind of not very well planned Mm -hmm. but I actually find that it's a different sort of planning to like a traditional wedding for sure but I spend so much time planning elopement um, like especially hiking elopement routes and also skiing elopement ones really thinking about the kind of logistics of how we're going to get from point to point where we're going to need to maybe make breaks and stuff Um, because when you're out in the middle of nowhere suddenly stuff gets a lot more complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I imagine you, you probably have to do a lot of client education as well too, right? You know, because, I mean, we all see these pictures of the bride and groom on the top of a mountain. She's in her beautiful dress. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, there's got to be some some real serious logistics and, you know, how do you how do you get the dress up there? And, you know, just little things like that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I spend a lot of time kind of chatting with my couples to see um, kind of what kind of adventure they have in mind. So there is, you've got kind of your, I'll call them like your softcore and your hardcore adventurers. So you've got the ones who see kind of like a picture on Instagram and they're just like, we really want that kind of feeling of being in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But they're not necessarily particularly experienced hikers. And I kind of find that out usually by kind of lots of conversations with them, um, questionnaires. And so then it's up to me to kind of find a location that is within their comfort level. Luckily, right. where I am in in Tyrol, we have a lot of uh, cable cars. Right. So I can usually, if they're not super adventurous, I can kind of find options for them that are, you know, we take a cable car, maybe take a short hike. Um, But then you also, yeah, exactly like you said, you sometimes have the ones who they want to do a first look, so they already want to be dressed 
before. Yeah. Um, and then I've had couples like one I had uh, just last month where we hiked. This was another three day one. Um, and we were constantly spending the time switching between wedding clothes and hiking gear. Right. So literally they were just carrying like around a massive towel or popping into tiny little huts to make quick changes. Hmm. Um, it's even, even the dress um, for girls that want to wear a dress sometimes is uh, it's, it takes a lot of planning to find something that will roll up into a hiking rucksack and still look good when you take it out yeah, totally. um, after three days of carrying it in a stuff sack. Um, talk to me, th- this is something you and I chatted about, uh, in preparing for this interview, but, uh, talk to me about LNT and what that stands for and, and, uh, and the principle. Yeah. Okay. So LNT, um, which is leave no trace, Yeah. um, which is something even like, so I did learn about it when I was younger, a little bit in England. Um, we kind of called it like the country code or the hikers code. Mm -hmm. Um, But even like over the last couple of years, I learned more and more about it. And it's really, there's so many different kind of um, strands to it. But for anyone who's interested, so it's leavenotrace.org is the the kind of company that set out these seven principles on how to behave responsibly and how to kind of protect outdoor environments and kind of, keep safe and keep everything preserved for future generations. Right. And, and, and what are, what are some of the the main points of that? Um, so some of the kind of important ones, especially, um, for photographers or for couples looking to do elopement. Yeah. Um, so one of the, the first one, which is kind of has different kind of levels to it. The first one is plan ahead and prepare. So this can be anything from just making sure that you've got like a route in mind, you've got a plan B for bad weather, mm-hmm. um, but also it can be, for example, I know that like in in the States and possibly in Canada too, for anything that's a national park, you need to apply for permits in right. advance. Um, in, in Europe, it's not so much of a thing, but it's also looking ahead at like, for instance, if you're allowed to use drones in certain countries. Right. Um, So that's one thing, so planning ahead. Um, Also to do with where you travel, um, a big one for photographers is keeping on on trails and durable surfaces. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as much as it may not look as pretty to have a couple standing in the middle of a hiking trail, um, you really have to be kind of very thoughtful about if you're taking them off a trail, if you're taking them over any ground that could be damaged. Sometimes if it's, so I do a lot of, shooting in the Dolomites, mm-hmm. um, off an official trail is just walking over some some rocks, right. which is pretty safe. But in some places, you could be kind of traipsing over like wildflowers. You really have to be kind of careful with that. Um, another thing with Leave No Trace, which I think is really important um, with the popularity of Instagram and social media, is kind of being very thoughtful on what your images are showing. Right. Um, so a big one, and this isn't just for kind of in wild places, but I find this is also in in sometimes more urban spaces as well, being very careful about kind of being respectful of barriers, no entrance signs, private property. Mm-hmm. Um, and absolutely, I would never... 
um, with my couples, never cross a no entry sign or go onto private property without asking permission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really try for myself to not show any images that might look like we crossed a barrier, even if I've just very creatively cropped it out. Right. Because for a lot of people who look at stuff on Instagram or anywhere on, online, they don't necessarily notice these things. Like maybe the photographer just cloned out the no entry sign mm-hmm. and then the next person thinks, oh, it's okay. We'll just step over the barrier to get the picture. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's another really big one uh, with leave no trace. So you're really being careful about what your images are showing. Um, and another one that's kind of, they've released some updates recently about kind of leave no trace for like a digital age. Um, mm-hmm. And with social media, one of those really important ones that they're trying to encourage people not to do is to geotag locations. Interesting. Um, Because I think probably one of the most famous examples of this kind of globally is the Horseshoe Bend uh, example, which used to be visited by a really small number of people and now is completely overrun. Mm -hmm. Um, We have that here in Austria too. There's a really picturesque little town called Hallstatt, which has a population of, I think, about 800 people and it receives around 8,000 visitors a day all because of its Instagram popularity. Unreal. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's crazy. Um, let, let's jump over to, uh, the education and the teaching stuff that you do. Cause, yeah, uh, sure. cause you, you do some mentoring, uh, you also offer yeah. workshops. Can you, can you talk about some of the topics maybe that, that you, that you offer or for, that you, that you're sure. teaching? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with, with the mentoring and the workshops, it's kind of something I've only really started doing officially mm-hmm. this year. Um, the mentoring, one of the things that I really like kind of working one-on-one with people with is on building a niche brand um, so how to define who your ideal client is um, some people will call it ideal client or brand avatar um, but basically kind of trying to create a really targeted marketing plan mm-hmm. for the types of clients that you want to work with and then creating like a whole photography brand around that and So for me, branding really has very little to do with stuff like a logo or a really fancy website. Like My website is super simple. Um, My logo is something I've had for years. But um, for me, I feel like I've created a a clear brand that shows kind of who I am. And I love kind of helping other people kind of go through that process as well and define who it is they want to work with and create a brand with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so with the... The workshops, I've got my first one this October coming up. And um, with that one, it's it's going to be kind of um, a real introduction into the reality of what it is like to shoot kind of adventure sessions, mm-hmm. hiking elopements. So there will be a bit of kind of classroom side of it in the evenings with a glass of wine. We'll kind of sit around and talk about marketing, branding, a little bit about SEO. Um, But then during the day, it's about getting outside, kind of taking our gear. If it's raining or if it's bright, harsh sun, we're going to kind of just go with a couple, hike to a location and and just work with whatever nature throws at us. Because in a lot of ways, that is the reality of a hiking elopement. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's awesome. And that's this October? 
Yeah, that's this October, the 22nd to the 26th in Innsbruck. Nice, nice. That's yeah. exciting, yeah. Um, so if someone was wanting to, you know, get into adventure weddings and elopements, what's maybe what's yeah. the best advice you could give someone uh, thinking about making that, that change? Um, the first thing is just to get outside um, and explore as much as you can. Um, and then start taking your camera with you. Mm-hmm. Start slowly taking the gear with you on a hike that you would take for a full wedding. Yeah. Um, you'll slowly start to learn where you can cut down on stuff without mm. risking. I mean, I still always hike with backups of yeah. everything. Right. Um, and then try and get a, a friend um, or a couple of friends to come with you on a hike and, and do it like it's kind of, you know, like a style shoot, sure. but just kind of going through the motions of, right, we're going to hike together. How would I document this whole trip yeah. for them as if it was their story that I'm telling? And I think that's really the best way to kind of get into it. Um, if you think hiking is great, but then you have to do it with all your gear and a couple and you have to be constantly happy and smiley and like, yeah, this is awesome. Even if it's shutting it down with rain, <laughs> if you still love it after that, it's, it's definitely for you. And if you'd rather stick to uh, something else then that's fine too. Cool. Very exciting. Um, what's, um, it, you know, you, you kind of get to do, do photos in some pretty amazing places, but is there, for you, is there like a dream destination that, that you'd like to shoot in? Um, I think the dream destination for me that I haven't ticked off my bucket list yet is in Norway. Um, just for me as a personal kind of thing, I've always wanted yeah. to go to the Lofoten in, yes. in Norway mm-hmm. um, just because it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, so that would definitely be the top of my list. Cool. Well, you have to... You have to find a client to bring with you, I guess. Absolutely. I need to start working on that SEO <laughs> to target it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah, run a good Facebook ad or something. I'm sure you'll find something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, where, where do you find inspiration? I mean, and it, you know, not necessarily a photographer, although it could be a photographer, but uh, who, who inspires you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, quite honestly, I don't look at too much wedding photography, despite the fact that it comes a lot in my kind of Instagram feed. Yeah. My kind of biggest like visual inspiration comes from a lot of um, like extreme sports photography. So I'm absolutely obsessed with the Red Bull Illume um, photography that they have. I've got a beautiful coffee table book and the images in that are stunning. And I just look at these like extreme sports images, which are also like beautiful nature pictures. Yeah. And I just imagine couples in them. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Um, so aside from your workshop coming up um, and dreaming of uh, Norway, what do you have any upcoming plans uh, that you can share with us? Uh, not so much. So I've got um, a couple of weeks off. We've just moved to a new apartment. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, a little little bit of downtime for me. And then um, the winter season and the ski season will kick off in a couple of months, which means all the winter weddings will start. Nice, nice. And does that does that mean you kind of you're you're shooting year round out there where you are? Yeah, pretty much. Um, this year's been quite even, but 
um, previous years, sometimes my winter season can be busier than my summer season. Yeah. Um, so winter, I'm I'm on the slopes a lot with couples, which yeah. is which is awesome. Really yeah. can't complain there. And that must present a whole other set of challenges, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you... Yeah, lots of lots of uh, bright snow, bright sun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, trying to get from A to B with uh, wedding clothes and camera gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of fun though. For sure. And you got to be pretty confident on your skis if you're lugging around all that expensive gear too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm usually kind of skiing and shooting at the same time. So uh, <laughs> that's that's always a good, good, uh, good day. Nice. Do you have any behind the scenes? That would be something really cool to see. Like, you know, video. Um, I have a few pictures i think of me lying on the floor and skiing backwards whilst taking pictures (laughs) um (laughs) but uh yeah no i I should get some i'll try and get some behind the scenes footage this winter because it is quite hilarious to watch you got to get your your partner if he's a good at video you better get him to to put something together for us yeah yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, listen, Kat, this has been great. I, I, um, it's, it's such a cool, um, you know, I, I, I like the outdoors. I like skiing, and I, but I, I live in an area where it's just not really common. But, uh, you know, I really appreciate the work that you do, uh, and, and that style of work, and I'm a huge fan of it. So I just want to thank you for taking a few minutes to to kind of just uh, enlighten us a little bit about, you know, the realities of it and, uh, and, um, and what it takes and, and, you know, just things to think about if, if it's something people want to get into, uh, it's definitely, you know, something that's, they're going to have to put some thought into and, and consider if it's, if it's right for them or if it's just something that, you know, looks cool on Instagram really. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're you're really good at it, and uh, I will uh, be sure to include all the links to your to your blog and to your Adventure Wedding Academy. Uh, I'll put all that in the show notes for everyone to check out. Awesome, Austin. So much fun chatting. Yeah. Thanks very much, Kat. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. Your reviews help others discover the show, and so we appreciate each and every one. If you'd like to find out more about Cat Alkaboom White, please check out the links in the show notes at tribearchipelago.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to connect with us, please head over to Facebook, where we host a private Facebook group called Tribe Collective. We'd be thrilled to have you join up and become part of our amazing and supportive community of photographers from around the world. So thanks again for listening. Until next time.